Welcome to the Illinois Soy Podcast. Enjoy. Today, I'm speaking with Jason Bowler, one of our 2020 CCA Soy Envoys and a regional sales agronomist with M&M Service Company. Jason specializes in soil fertility, chemical, and seed genetics that can help improve his customers' yield potential and profitability. Jason is a certified crop advisor and a graduate from Western Illinois University, and he's currently farming with his father near Litchfield, Illinois. Welcome to the show today, Jason. Thanks for joining. Hi, Jill. Thanks for being here, Jason. I know with everything going on right now in the world with COVID-19 and social distancing, luckily we're still able to uh, get together virtually and have this discussion for the podcast. But uh, today we're going to be we're going to be talking about a few different things. But I know as a farmer yourself, uh, that you've probably been itching to get outside and get work done. Um, so what what's it look like down there in Litchfield? Have you guys been able to get outside and and get in the fields? Yeah. Um, I mean, we are far enough south that uh, we're in the spring anhydrous application area. Um, kind of made a change in the operation lately. We're uh, getting strip till all of our uh, corn. So got all my anhydrous and strips made. Uh, and um, being, since we're since we're not uh, trying to work as much soil, uh, trying to let soils warm up a little bit before planting corn, uh, I'm not too concerned about putting beans in some cooler soils. So uh, actually we have all of our beans uh, planted already. And um, if it wasn't for this rain, we'd be uh, well on the way to uh, having corn out of the way too. So. Obviously you've made a few changes on your farm over the past several years, going from planting corn first to now planting soybeans first. Why do you guys make that decision for your operation? Why, why do you plant soybeans early? Uh, so soybeans are, uh, are pretty amazing compensators uh, where I think emergence on corn is absolutely critical to uh, pulling off that uh, high yield stand. Uh, soybeans are a little more forgiving. Uh, I, I do think there's penalty for having some doubles and stuff, but if every plant does not come out of the ground on the same, you know, 24 hour period, uh, that's not detrimental to find the yield potential in soybeans. Uh, I, and I do think they are able to come up a little better, uh, in those colder environments. And the reason why we're trying to get beans in the ground a little earlier is, you know, they're going, they're set to mature based on uh, length of day. So the only real way to get more growing season uh, on your soybeans and allow that to allow them to capture some more uh, sunlight and collect some more nutrients is to get them started vegetatively a little sooner. And if we can get to a situation where, you know, we have five or seven trifoliates out and and a full canopy by the time the summer solstice comes around to trigger uh, those soybeans to go into reproductive phase. Um, that's just going to, you know, add, uh, add bushels at the end of the year. That's great. I'm glad that you've been able to get outside and get in the field. Um, in addition to being a farmer, you're also in the ag retail business. So uh, what are your customers experiencing down in your area? Um, I mean, I'd say around here, um, 
kind of South Central Illinois, we've been very fortunate, uh, kind of nice, long, dry period to get a lot of field work out of the way. Um, it's a little unusual. Uh, we have some growers who are completely done with corn planting. Uh, we have some growers like myself that are completely done with bean planting. And we have some people kind of in a mixture of both worlds. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, a lot of the fertility work in hydrous, uh, dry fertilizer, all that's all done. Um, it's just really kind of a mixed bag that varies operation to operation. Definitely a different planting season than the one that we experienced last year. That's for sure. You mentioned having uh, all of your soybeans already in the ground, which is really a, a great achievement. Congratulations on that. But it also leads really well into the topic that we're going to discuss today, which is early planting soybeans. So can you just start by talking a little bit about how you um, on your own farm have approached planting soybeans and how that's changed over the past several years? Um, you know, I, I guess I'm fortunate enough. I, uh, started working in ag retail on my way through college, uh, a little longer ago than it seems probably 15 years ago. And, uh, I mean, I remember back then, uh, you know, I remember clearly telling, you know, having conversations with people of not planting beans, uh, until after that first week of May, let the soil warm up and, uh, you know, um, really kind of decrease, uh, chances of some sudden death. And, um, you know, back then soybean seeding populations were a lot higher. Uh, it wasn't uncommon to start out planting 185 to 220, 30, 40,000 seeds an acre. Um, and uh, not a lot of use of seed treatments, uh, which is kind of why I think we were planting so many soybeans, trying to trying to get a good stand. You mentioned a little bit of those uh, different practices that you guys are doing on your farm. But for those folks who don't have soybeans in the ground yet, are but are considering early planting, what are some of those um, cultural changes or considerations that they need to be make if if they're planting soybeans early? Um, I mean, I'll say, uh, kind of having to, uh, working with some growers on, on the retail end and being a farmer myself, it really kind of exposes you to, uh, you know, kind of the whole, whole picture of uh, farming as a community. Uh, there's been a lot of press on planting soybeans early. And I, I do think that is important to plant as timely as possible. Um, there's been really some data showing uh, a lot of yield and uh, bushels to be gained by getting our soybeans out there a little sooner. Um, I think uh, number one, putting them in good uh, soil conditions is uh, the most critical. Um, but before that planter pass, I think a grower uh, really needs to consider, you know, if he is going to be aggressive and start planting soybeans earlier, uh, you know, what kind of operations do you need to have done before that? Uh, make sure your fertilizer's on, uh, you know, make sure that uh, your tillage work is done or you have a good herbicide uh, program in place that maybe will um, take into consideration that, you know, if you are planting early, these, your soybeans might be in the ground two or three weeks before they come up. And uh, you kind of got to really take some considerations on what herbicides you're using. 
when your weeds gonna, or, you know, what weed pressures you're gonna face. And uh, specifically, I know water hemp comes up when soil temperatures climb a little higher. So in some cases, uh, you may have soybeans in the ground for over a month before a water hemp really start germinating. Uh, to me, if uh, you're going to try to plant early, I mean, putting together a quality seed treatment package is uh, absolutely critical. Um, I think that is, uh, you know, that is the first step. Um, like I said before, if you're going to be planting early, you know, you got to know that these soybeans are going to be in the ground for uh, at least two, if not three weeks before they make it up. And I mean, that is a that is a pretty long period of time to have those seedlings uh, in some kind of cooler uh, soil that likely is going to be damp before they come up. And they're not going to be growing very quick uh, with cool temperatures. So um, that good package of seed treatment really helps to protect that soybean to fight off those pathogens and uh, to still come up strong and uh, emerge out of the ground well, uh, you know, sometimes three plus weeks later. Farmers have a few different options when it comes to seed treatments. So are they all the same? Are all soybean seed treatments created equal? Uh, I mean, definitely uh, all seed treatments are not the same. Um, I would say that's probably one of the biggest areas of confusion in, uh, in seed today. Uh, I mean, you really kind of got to work with your seed dealer, your co-op, uh, I mean, whoever you're going to uh, be getting, uh, getting your seeds treated from. Uh, and you got to know, understand what you, what each of those parts of that seed treatment are doing. Uh, I feel like, uh, there's a lot of people who just kind of gloss over actually what goes on their beans and, oh yeah, they're treated. And, uh, they kind of lump all those together, you know, in one category in their mind. Uh, you really need to stop and think about what are you trying to protect that seedling from? Uh, I think the most critical portion is that fungicide piece. Because uh, like I said, in those uh, cool, damp soils, uh, Phytophthora pythium, uh, you can have some major issues with uh, anywhere in the state. And uh, from there, uh, just kind of dial into what kind of localized enhancements or uh, other protections you need, be it, you know, nematodes, be it insects. Um, really uh, kind of work with your dealers and uh, figure out what kind of package is best for you. Yeah, that's great. I think you really hit on a key point there about working with your uh, dealers and your own personnel to figure out what treatments and what packages are right for your operation. But uh, you also mentioned that, you know, you think fungicide seed treatments are critical for your farming in Illinois. Uh, what other kind of packages or protections can farmers get from soybean seed treatments? Uh, I mean, it's very common that people are putting an insecticide into. Um, there's been some data to show kind of some increased early season vigor using some insecticide treatments. Um, I personally, uh, I kind of am interested in play around a little bit with uh, like some plant growth regulators. Uh, and those would be like extracts or uh, synthetic plant hormones. Uh, that'll get that that seedling out of the ground a little quicker and a little more uniform. They, um, 
I've seen a little quicker emergence by about a day and a half on some products, uh, which means, you know, whenever you go out and you do put that seed in the ground early, that it is, you know, you have more confidence that everyone that you're putting in the ground is going to come up. So, you know, years ago, we used to overseed um, like crazy untreated soybeans, hoping to get a full stand. And uh, so these seed treatment packages that we have today, it's allowed us to really dial back that planning rate and uh, know that we're going to get, you know, better, a better crop than what we did when we had higher populations of untreated seed. I think you hit on one reason right there that farmers should maybe consider making an investment in soybean seed treatments if they're not already using them. But are there any other benefits or considerations that farmers should take into account if they haven't so far invested in seed treatments? Um, I mean, I remember when seed treatments were really kind of gaining in popularity. And, uh, you know, I, I used to have several growers who would, uh, you know, always question, well, how come I'm spending this money? Uh, you know, I don't care the price, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 plus dollars a unit. I mean, you can, you know, the kind of the sky's the limit and whatever protections you want to buy and put on that seed you can. And, uh, and don't get me wrong. And, you know, in every economy, uh, every dollar is important, both uh, the dollars going out and the dollars coming in and yield. And, uh, you know, I had people kind of asking why they were spending so much money on seed treatment. And you were kind of looking at the populations they were planting. And it really, as far as their cost per acre, uh, they were actually able to reduce their cost per acre by planting a good quality treated seed and uh, kind of backing off their populations because the uh, seeds that they were putting in the ground were going to come up. And uh, I mean, that's just a win-win for, uh, for the grower. For sure. Yeah. There's a lot of information out there when it comes to seed treatments and you definitely want to talk to your dealers or your, um, your agronomist about those, but where else do you turn to uh, when you have questions about seed treatments or early planting? Yeah, if you're looking for information on, uh, you know, planting beans earlier, uh, really there's a ton of, of, of good university data. There's, uh, like I said, there's good Illinois Soy Association data uh, or blog blogs. Uh, they're, they're out there. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Um, like I said, planting beans early was kind of a, an unknown thing 10 years ago. And uh, like any more... Uh, it's almost getting to be common practice. Um, I, and I guarantee almost wherever you are in the state, you're going to have neighbors and uh, local agronomists who are planting beans early and or are working with people who are planting beans early and making the system work. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jason. Hey, thank you very much, Joe. Again, that was Jason Bowler. 2020 CCA Soy Envoy, sharing his thoughts and recommendations for planting soybeans early. If you're interested in this topic and many more soybean management resources, you can visit illsoyadvisor.com. That's ilsoyadvisor.com to learn more. This has been an Illsoy Advisor podcast. Thanks for tuning in.